0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk a little bit about my Nourish, Move and Shine program. So Nourish, Move and Shine is group coaching, and it is a nutrition and lifestyle program. It is eight weeks long, and what it includes is you will get, you will receive every week an email with a nutrition program and what your nutrition program includes. First of all, is not meal plans because I don't believe in meal plans and uh, real life doesn't revolve around meal plans. So what you will receive in your weekly nutrition program is you'll be given food lists as kind of a framework to base most of your, your meals around. You will get a little recipe ebook with some ideas and recipes. You'll be given a personalized um, calorie total um, And a hand portions total. So you can decide to jump from counting calories to using hand portions to measure your portion sizes um, and figure out what works best for you. Um, There's nutrition information and education every week. So we focus on a different topic each week. So like week one, we focus on whole foods in general. And then as we go on, we'll focus a bit more in on each of the macronutrients we'll look at protein carbohydrates fats we'll also look at stuff like alcohol water lots of different aspects of our nutrition routine and just our lifestyle in general and to focus in on so as well as focusing in on nutrition we also focus in on movement so there will be daily movement goals so they will change week to week but in general, we're talking step goals. We start out at a manageable amount. And we kind of build it up as we go. And there are also workouts included. So that can be home workouts or gym workouts, whichever you prefer. And your workouts will be um, suitable for the stage that you're at. So you'd fill in a huge application form with lots of information for me so that I could make sure that the plan is um, personalized to you and your goals, basically, and to your um, stage of your journey as well. Um, In our weekly program, there is also a huge emphasis on mindset work. So you'll have a little bit of mindset homework each week, which is usually some sort of journaling activity um, or something that you need to do during the week to try and kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone and start thinking about things differently. Because what I'm trying to do with this program is get out of the mindset of um, diet culture and trying to get out of that vicious cycle of diet and restrict then obviously fall off the wagon binge guilt restrict repeat and what we're trying to do is is just actually build healthy habits over time to build a healthy lifestyle where you will lose weight you will get fitter you will get stronger you will feel better, you will look better, but without that toxic relationship to food. So that is basically what nourish, move and shine is nourish, the nutrition, the move obviously is movement and the workouts and shine. Then the shine aspect of it is all of the mindset work, which in my opinion is probably the most important thing because if we don't have the mindset and um, for it, then nothing else is going to fall into place properly. So um, that is definitely what I think really sets um, this program apart from a lot of other programs. Um, so in relation to habit change, like I said, there will be weekly habits that um, you'll be given to focus on and we build. it's done in a step by step process where we build on it. So you're not going to get everything thrown at you in week one and not be able to um, to keep up. So it's definitely about just building, starting where you are and building from what you already have in place and um, just getting that little bit better each week, which is um, the whole idea of the program, really. And uh, there will be weekly check ins. So um, you will fill in a check-in form and I would I, I sit down then once a week and I go through all of the check-in forms, read through them. Anyone, if there's anything particular that I need to touch base with them about, I will contact them directly. If in general people are having a good week and there's any questions coming up, I'll gather all the questions and then I film a Q&A and that gets delivered out to the WhatsApp groups um, every week also. So you will have access to a WhatsApp group. It is a fantastic community of like minded ladies who are on the same journey as you on the same week of the program as you. So your WhatsApp group won't be a huge one. It'll just be with the people doing um, that the stage of the program that you're at. And it's great for meal ideas, for motivation, for having a little moan, for picking each other up. And it's just such a fantastic way just um, for inspiration, motivation, ideas in general, like and meal ideas can be fantastic in there and some really, really creative people always pop up in every WhatsApp group which um, give great meal ideas for others. And so you will also have access to um, my PT Hub app, which is where you'll be able to keep your progress photos, your measurements, you'll be able to access your workouts there and um, we will do progress checks every few weeks throughout the program. Um, And we will be focusing mostly on photos and measurements. If you're someone that feels like you really need to use the scales, um, that's totally up to you. But I kind of I don't promote using the weighing scales as a form of measurement as a measurement of progress and I like to focus on photos and measurements because we can lose body fat and not necessarily lose weight in the beginning because um, your body shape would be changing and you are losing body fat but it might not reflect on the scales whereas when you do your measurements you'd be absolutely shocked at how um, much of a difference that you'd have actually made. So um, that is in relation to the progress checks and um, as I said The community is what's really, really special about Nourish, Move and Shine. And everybody is so helpful to each other and so supportive of each other. And it very much attracts like-minded individuals, which is fantastic. And alongside that, I've also started um, organizing group hikes. So anyone from the program or anyone who isn't doing the program that is interested in coming on the group hikes, we do them once a month. And we've just did our last one yesterday. And uh, so next one will be the beginning of November. Um, And I just have a separate little WhatsApp group for that. And we organize and we just get out up into the hills um, once a month. And um, it's just it's lovely and it's really nice to get to know people in the program. And, you know, friends are welcome and anyone's welcome, really. So if that's something you're interested in, um, you can contact me about that as well. So my next intake of the Nourish, Move and Shine program is starting on Monday the 10th of October, which is actually this day next week. So this is actually coming out Sorry, this day. I'm recording this on Monday. This will be coming out on Friday. So and um, this Monday coming w- um, is my next intake of Nourish, Move and Shine. There are some spaces still left. So if you contact me after listening to this, um, I should be able to slot you in and you can get going on Monday. And if you're listening to this after the 10th of October that is no problem I take on people every four weeks I will probably do one more um, intake before Christmas I was going to make this my last one but I think I might be able to fit one more in to bring us right up to Christmas as well so I'd be putting details out about that but if you know that it is something you want to get involved in please do just DM me on Instagram on Facebook or on TikTok I am I am at Kate Hamilton Health on all three of those platforms. And if you'd like to contact me by email, you can get me KateHamiltonHealth at gmail.com. And I can give you loads more information about any of those things. So anyway, this week, we are on to episode 13 of the podcast. I can't believe it's been 13 episodes already and uh, 13 episodes of talking into this mic and actually really, really enjoying it. So um, thank you very much for listening. And uh, this episode is about journaling for beginners. So as I mentioned before, when I was talking about Nourish, Move and Shine, um. Journaling and mindset work is a huge part of the program. It's a huge part of um, making changes, making habit changes in your life because you need to be able to have that self reflection to make those changes. So it is such an important part of making lifestyle changes. And I actually can't stress it enough. Okay. So, first of all, um, what I want to talk through a little bit is why should we journal? So, I've just said, there, about when we're making changes in our lives, the importance of it. But in my opinion, the reason uh, to journal would be number one, clarity. So, when you start to write things down on paper, it's like sometimes our heads can be so busy and thoughts are just kind of going round and round and round and round in our heads. And until we actually get it down on paper, we don't actually realize, oh, that's what I actually think about this. Or that's why I've been feeling that way, you know, the way you can be going around feeling really heavy, really burdened and you don't really know why. Sometimes when you start journaling, it can give you that clarity and then you know what the next step is to be, what the next decision is supposed to be. Because suddenly when you see it in front of you, it makes more sense. So that would be number one. Number two, it gives you you some focus and a sense of direction. So if you're journaling, let's say, goals that you want to achieve. When you actually have them in front of you and you can focus in on them and you can see them every day, it helps make your your daily decisions based on those goals. So it gives your life that little bit more focus, sense direction, you're less likely to procrastinate or to make kind of self-sabotaging decisions when you have your thoughts, your goals, your values, Journalled down it just gives you that your life that little bit more focus and it doesn't even have to be in a big sense it can just give you your everyday life that little bit of focus okay number three it empties a busy mind so any busy ladies like myself listening you know what it's like to be trying to work to raise your kids to remember to go visit your parents to go and make time to see your friends to try and fit in some exercise to cook the dinners to get um not forget to go to meetings and um, all of these different things that you have to remember to do in your week to week life and um, journaling can take some of that busyness out of your mind so journaling in a lot of sets so i have loads of different journals so first of all i have like a weekly planner and i have to write down like I sit down on like a Friday and plan out the week ahead. So I can switch off at the weekend and not think about it, but I plan out the week ahead. You know, who has football? Who has camogie? Who has gymnastics? You know, is there any matches on? What's happening at the weekend? What days am I working? What days have I got meetings? What days have I got client check-ins? And I write all of that down in my planner. So that that's out of my head. So that's one less thing in my head. When I need to know something, I'll go and check it. And then in relation to things that are worrying you so sometimes we think that with it had like journaling has this kind of reputation but oh it has to be positive you know that it's all about you know putting really positive constructive things down on paper but my opinion not always sometimes you might just need to get the shit out of your head so it could be a case that you're just writing scribbling down you could be rage journaling for all i know and just emptying the things that are worrying about you're worrying about and sometimes when you do that like I said in the previous one, you can get clarity from it. Or sometimes it's just out of your head and you'll sleep better because you've written it down. It's like sometimes when you talk to a friend about something, it um it takes that weight off your shoulders. The same is true when you journal it and you, you can journal stuff that's really personal that you might not want it, you know, might not be ready to talk to other people about because no one's going to see it but you. And it can take a huge weight off your shoulders. Okay, so number four another the fourth reason why to journal would be um that it can retrain your mindset from be from negative to positive, okay, so by get yeah by getting things down that are worrying you and um bothering you onto paper, you can then start to look at it in a constructive way and be like, how can I solve these problems? So straight away, you're changing your mindset into being productive rather than kind of wallowing in things. And that's straight away an energy change from negative to positive. It's also if you decide to journal in the sense of, of you know, focusing on gratitude and writing down things that you're grateful for or positive traits about yourself or about someone else, you're forcing yourself into the positive even if you're feeling a little bit negative because at the end of the day no matter what's going on in our lives there is always something to be grateful for and sometimes we have to dig really deep but it is there and it over time if you can be really consistent on it it can make a huge huge difference um to your natural mindset and before you know it you you, can, you will naturally naturally uh defer to being positive rather than and which is huge. So just by taking a couple of minutes can make a huge difference long term. OK, so number five, another reason to journal is self-care, time for yourself. So this could be one of those things, simple things that you can do where you close the door. Don't let anyone come near you for literally five minutes. And you're just writing, you're having a bit of time to yourself. It's quiet. The kids are not allowed near you. The husband's not allowed near you. No one's allowed near you. And it's just time to connect with you. And it is a form of self-care just as much as a bath is or a walk is or a massage is that. And this is one that doesn't you don't have to set too much time by for. And it's it's a consistent one that even if you only had two minutes, but you had two minutes daily, like I would do that, do this first thing in the morning. And um. I so basically I have I have a journal and I journal first thing in the morning and then I journal again in the evening but I do it on my bed before I go to first thing when I wake up in the morning and before I go to sleep so but the kids are asleep I have that second and I it literally takes me a minute maybe two minutes um either end of the day and that's all the journaling I do and I focus mo- mainly on gratitude so I'd focus on um, I'd put a positive affirmation on and I'll go into details of what to, to journal about now in a minute, but I put, you know, an, a positive affirmation at the top of the page and then three things that I'm grateful for today. And I won't, I will be extremely honest with you. Some some mornings I wait, I can be a bit grumpy in the mornings when I first get up. I find it really hard to think of three things to be grateful for some days, even though I have so much to be grateful for. But when I wake up and I'm cranky first thing in the morning, I just like, ugh. And I find it really hard to think of three things to be grateful for. But once I actually force myself to think about it, it sets my day off right. I've, um, it's, it sets my day off on that positive path. And then. I find it much easier to journal in the evening time after my day. I just seem to be in a better mood in the evening time. I suppose after I've had a lovely positive day and then I reflect on like on my highest point of the day and a positive thought to end the day on. And so that's how simple it can be. Something so simple, but it doesn't always have to be positive. That's just at the minute my journaling practice is to try and keep my mindset positive and it's because it makes me feel better. But sometimes if you've got some really heavy shit going on, it could be a case of just writing the stuff out and getting it off your chest. And maybe trying to find one positive thing in another aspect of your life to end on once you've got what you, off your chest, which you need to get off your chest. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. But anyway, I just wanted to make that point that I take that little bit of time for me, literally a minute, two minutes, either end of the day. It doesn't have to be huge. And it's a habit that then suddenly becomes like brushing your teeth. It's part of your bedtime routine. It's part of your morning routine. Um, and it's a great way to to start and finish the day. Um. And it's, so the last one I've, I have written down here, which is number six, so it starts the day off on a positive and ends the day off on a positive. So it affects your subconscious mind. So yeah, you're—it's basically you're feeding your subconscious mind with positive thoughts. First thing in the morning and last thing before you go to sleep, because you're restoring your subconscious mind in your sleep. So by finishing on a positive note and getting stuff down on paper, you're giving your mind time to process that. And you're making yourself a more positive person without even realizing it while you sleep. Okay. So those are kind of the main reasons and they all kind of overlap, but it really, it, it is something with journaling. It's just something to be really consistent with. And over time, it really does add up to two um, huge benefits. Okay. So now I'm going to go through some ideas of where to start with your journaling, things that you could do um, on your on your journaling journey as you start out. So, I have eight suggestions, okay? And a lot of these are, are kind of taken from my program, um the Nourish Movement Shine program where I go into this in much more detail, but um this these are the things that I would focus on. So, number one, your why for doing the program. So, if you're doing the Nourish Movement Shine program or you're doing some other weight loss program or you're just on your own journey of health and fitness, weight loss whatever it is, um big journaling exercise that I recommend that anyone should do if they're making any lifestyle changes at all in their lives should be to journal your why for doing it. So dig deep. So you might, for example, you might say, I am on this journey because I want to lose three stone. Okay. That's great. But that's not going to get you out the door for a walk on a dark rainy evening when you don't feel like it, but you, you need to hit your 10,000 steps. That's not going to make you want to go to the gym when you just feel like curling up on the sofa with a cup of tea and some biscuits. Um, lose That's not what you need to try and do. Your why needs to connect with a really deep set feeling inside you. So then you need to ask yourself, why do I want to lose three stone? And you might say, because I feel really self-conscious when I go out and my clothes don't look good on me. Okay, so there's that's a little bit deeper, but again, maybe not enough to get you out the door when you don't want to do something or to eat something that you that you'd rather just eat some donuts instead of cooking yourself dinner or something like that. Um, so you might say, okay, well, why else do I want to lose three stone? And you might say because I find it really hard, like when I, I when I'm walking up the stairs, I'm out of breath. Okay, so now we're getting a little bit deeper. Okay, so why is that important? So you might say, I want, I want, I'm worried about my health. I want to get healthier because I want to be around for my kids. Like now we're getting places. Now that's a much stronger why. It might be, it might seem a little bit extreme, but as you dig deeper, um, it like it it becomes more serious um, and the reasons for doing it are more important to you. So it could, and like, you'll find as we dig deep, all of us, what we want from our why at the end of the day is to be happy. We all want to be happy, but in order to be happy, we need to be healthy. We need to be able to do the things that we want to do. We need to have belief in ourselves and we need to have confidence in ourselves and all of this is what we're actually looking for when we look to lose weight, when we look to get fit, when we look to get healthier. At the end of the day, it is for the confidence. It is for the sense of achievements, the sense of achievement, the self-worth and the happiness and for being there for others. So, those are the kind of things that you really need to dig deep with and be like, why am I actually doing this? Because fitting into a dress for a wedding is great. And particularly if it's your own wedding, it can be a huge motivation. And maybe it is enough at the time that but if it's like, I want to I want to look amazing in my wedding dress, dig deeper on that. Okay, dig deeper at what, how you want to feel on your wedding day, because it is all at the end of the day about feeling. And I think at my stage of life, like my why is very much... I want to keep up, be able to keep up with my kids. I want to be around to see my kids grow up um, and to see their kids grow up. I want to be really active, strong and mobile as I get older. And um, so I want to be that badass granny in the gym. And I want to, because I want to be able to climb mountains. I want to be able to travel the world. I had my kids when I was quite young. So I will be free by the time, I would hope to be free by the time I'm hitting 50 and I want to travel the world and I want to be able to do it in really good health and um, really good mental health. So that would be, those are my why's. I just, I want to have a really good quality of life. I want to be proud of myself that I've worked hard and kept myself healthy and for all the right reasons, if that makes sense. So anyway, that's number one. So get journaling your why it's I I would say that's the number one place to actually start when it does, when it comes to journaling, just your why, even your why for journaling. But if you are on a fat loss, weight loss, health, fitness journey of any sort, anything where you're making lifestyle changes, your why is a great place to start. Okay. Number two. So like you can use journaling. So number two and number three kind of tie in together. So I'll talk about those together. You can journal about your reflection on your habits. Okay, so in the program, we talk about a five minute action and how motivation actually comes after action. So you might not want to do something, but if you get up and commit to doing five minutes of something with guilt-free permission to stop after five minutes. So for example, you're like, oh, I don't want to go for a walk you get up, you get your runners on and you go, you're like, I'll walk for five minutes. And if I want to stop after five minutes, I will. What What more than likely is going to happen is once you get walking after five minutes, you're going to feel motivated to do another five minutes and more than likely you're going to keep going. And if not, at least you've got a five minute walk in and you've done more than sitting there feeling sorry for yourself and you're going to feel better for it. But m- what you find is you you, you build momentum And, um, yeah, you build momentum and you end up wanting to do more and motivation comes from action. And this is why habits are so important because no one is motivated all the time. So doing some reflection on your habits and just even just, you know, being like, notice what you do every day and journal about it. Oh, I noticed that after dinner, I feel real sleepy. I noticed that After I drop the kids to school, I have the most energy. I, have you know, figure out your daily habits and it just gives you time to reflect on where is the best place to make changes and where is the best, best place to start. And another thing then is that in the program that I suggest people reflect on is the win or learn experiment, the trial and error. So I kind of talk about how making lifestyle changes and fat loss, fitness, it's all kind of like an experiment. It, it, you're not going to just jump on a program and everything's going to be perfect and suddenly your whole life is changed. Changing habits and putting new ones in place takes trial and error. There's things that won't work for you that might work for others. There's things you won't enjoy. There's things that, you know, you will have failures, you will fall on your face, but that's all part of the learning process. And reflecting on them rather than, you know, go so trying to have that growth mindset of reflecting on your mistakes on your trip ups, on no matter how much of a disaster you think it is, reflecting what is the lesson in this. I know I sound like a teacher, <laughs> the teaching background is coming out now, but um What is the lesson in this experience that I can take from this to move forward? Because once you start this journey, you never have to fall off it. It's a lifelong endeavor. You're always going to want to try and keep on top of your health and your fitness and your wellness and your mental health. So by committing to that, committing that you're never going to be perfect, but taking it as an experiment, a trial and error and learning along the way. It's just so empowering, like I can't actually describe it. And reflecting on that in your journal is is such a lovely way to kind of really get to know yourself. So highly recommend that one. So number four, then gratitude. I talked a little bit about this, but literally just, you know, it doesn't have to be a fancy journal of any type. Just get a copy book and every day write down three things you're grateful for. Some days you might end up repeating things eventually. But for the first while, try to think of three new things every day. It can be the huge things like it can be. I'm so grateful for my beautiful, healthy children. Then other days it could be. I'm really grateful for the sun coming in my bedroom window this morning. I'm really grateful that I get a night away from my family. I'm really grateful that I have time to go to the gym today. I'm really grateful that I feel okay to get out of bed today. It, you know, it can be anything. Something so small, and or it could be something really big, depending on how you're feeling. And like I said before, with my uh, gratitude journaling, uh, and I'm a bit of a cranky morning person, I do find it hard. But I think it's important that I do that at that time of the morning because it forces me into the the gratitude. If if you ask me to write things that I'm grateful for at the evening time, or even at this stage of the day, I could list. I could keep going like nonstop, but in first thing in the morning, I find it hard, but it's so important because it sets my mindset right. No matter what struggles are going on in my life, no matter how hard things might be, there's always something to be grateful for. And sometimes you just have to dig a little deeper. So it's good to train your mind to do that when things aren't too bad in your life, because then it'll give you something to grip onto a little bit when things, you know, things do get tough. So um, gratitude journaling is huge. And like, like that, gratitude journaling, like It literally takes me a minute. I don't spend a huge amount of time on journaling, but it just sets my mindset right. So um, that's a great one. Okay, number five, goal setting. So goal setting, this is what I love to do. I do goal setting probably, uh, I'd say twice a year. So I always goal set after Christmas, you know, that lovely quiet time um, between Christmas and New Year's. And I think about, so what I like to do at this time is I reflect on the year that I've just had. So I go back and I look at all the goals I had set for that year. And I'm always really, really surprised at how many of them I've actually achieved. And it's such a great feeling of of empowerment and it's motivating going into the following year. And then I sit down and I think about what goals do I want to achieve achieve this year? And what I'll say when it comes to goal setting is never sell yourself short don't be afraid to dream big because even if it's not something that you can achieve in the year, put it down because you might start making steps towards it. It might be something it, it might take you five years or ten years. But if you put it down in your yearly goals, you might be getting a little bit closer each year. So it's definitely worth putting on your list. So what I would say is, yes, is we're, we'll be coming into that. T- you can start thinking about it now um, coming towards the end of the year what like you know, and it doesn't have to be done for January, it's just the time of the year that I do it. You can set goals for the year ahead starting tomorrow until next October, so you can go October to October. It doesn't matter, or you can set yourself shorter goals. But what I suggest is setting yourself some life goals. Okay. What do you actually want from your life? Because a lot of us, especially um a lot of us that are have children, we tend to lose ourselves a little bit, um, especially if we're you know we're busy we're raising kids, we're trying to work, we're trying to pay mortgages and we fall into we into this kind of reactive life where we just react to what happens to us and we end up in this kind of groundhog day, year in, year out um, life. But it actually doesn't have to be like that. And journaling can be a huge tool in this, that for goal setting, by just sitting down sometime when you have time, maybe on a, like a Saturday evening or a Sunday evening, um, when you have the place to yourself and just sit down and think about what? Like without any kind of rational, oh, I couldn't do that. Oh, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. Like, you know, if you could have whatever you wanted, what would you actually like? All jokes aside, what would you what are your goals for your life if you could achieve them? And don't be realistic. Put down exactly what your goals actually are. Bring yourself back to your eight year old self. And your eight-year-old self wouldn't have been like, oh, I couldn't achieve that or this. You know, if you ask an eight-year-old what they want to be when they grow up, most of them will say famous singer or a footballer or a famous YouTuber, you know, like they reach for the stars. They don't think that they can't do it. And that's what I want you to do. Think about what would you realistically, not real, yeah, so realistically, if you set away all of those boundaries, would deep down you actually love to do. Write that down as your life goals. Then break them down as goals for the year. OK, looking at that, right, what can I actually achieve in a year? And write out your yearly goals. Then break those yearly goals into monthly targets. What can I do each month? What am I going to do in October, in November, in December, in January? And um, Break those monthly targets into weekly targets. What am I going to achieve this week? What am I going to achieve? And then when you've that done, what are you going to achieve next week? And if you don't hit your targets, you just bring them forward to the next week, uh, but that you're tipping away at it the whole time. And then they break down into daily habits and it's your daily habits that are the most important thing to move you forward in life. And when we don't put a time limit on our goals, it takes the pressure off. But it's also very motivating and very exciting, and you'll find a lot of things that you actually want will come a lot quicker than you thought when you're when you're focused on it. And all of this can be done in your journaling, and it can be just a really, really nice way of of just focusing your life a little bit again and bringing it back to because uh, we lose that from when we were kids, when the world is our oyster, and we can you know even as teenagers before we go off to college or before we get jobs. Um, and it's like, what am I going to be when I grow up? And some people don't know. A lot of people don't know. And you're probably too, we probably realistically are too young to make that decision at that age. But anyway, um, bringing ourselves back, taking kind of the, the stress as a life away. What would we actually want to do? And then reverse engineer that and bringing it all the way back down to daily habits. It can be such an empowering exercise to do. So I highly recommend and um, your and anyway, and your goals as well they can they can be financial goals, career goals, they can be free time and family goals, health goals, relationship goals, personal growth goals, making a difference and um, some people like to categorize them, so they like to have you know a few a couple of goals in each of those categories i don 't I like to just kind of have general goals because obviously I, I, I like to put down what I feel strongly about at the time, so i don 't like to categorize them because sometimes. If I'm focusing on my career and my business, um, then maybe my free time goals are not as important. Even though I will make time for my free time, it's not what I need to focus on day to day. What I need to focus on day to day is my business. And then maybe obviously then I'll have, you know, personal growth goals and I'll have financial and I'll have family goals. But they don't need to be categorized because they all kind of end up tying in together in the end but i what i do then is i make a vision board i have a vision board app there's loads of them if you just go onto the app store and have a look and um i put i put, make myself a little vision board app or you can actually get a notice board and cut out pictures because the visual is so powerful for getting what you want and put it somewhere if 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 it's an app then look at it every few days or put it somewhere where you see it all the time and um and it just helps kind of keep your goal. So it's not something you write in a journal and forget. It's something then that you revisit, and and if it focuses your mind, it focuses your subconscious mind, and you'll start to make decisions, and your habits will become easier because you'll have a real sense of purpose when it comes to them. So it it's it's usually life changing. I can't recommend it enough. So number six. So we're almost there. We've got, as I said, we've got eight of eight suggestions here. So number six: positive traits. This was an exercise that I did in a yoga course years ago, and I found it and um, found it really, really beneficial. So first of all, uh, writing out some positive traits about yourself, especially if you've got a particularly um, harsh inner voice. So back when I was doing this course, I would have you know, struggled a lot with self-confidence and self-worth and would have thought that others were better than me, that kind of thing. So I found it very difficult to write nice things about myself and I found it kind of embarrassing, but it was a really, really valuable exercise because it, it makes you think, no, wait for a second. I am hardworking. I am a good listener. I can offer good advice. You know, I am a good teacher, whatever it is, whatever it is that you want to say, you know, about yourself. You know, I am kind, I am caring, I am understanding, whatever it is that that can be hard to say. When you start writing it down, you realize, wait, no, I do have those traits. And when you actually look at your positive traits, you can be like, how can I use them? How can I use my positive traits more instead of hiding them from the world? And another really beneficial one, and this is what I was talking about when we did in this course as well, was writing down positive traits about your loved ones. And I remember doing this because at the time, my older two kids were much younger and me and Dave were kind of, you know, it was just kind of was really stressful. And I was kind of, you know, he was annoying me and we were kind of bickering and I'd be kind of picking on him for different things and he'd be picking on me for different things. And it was just kind of tough enough time in our relationship. But um, I had to write down positive traits about him. And remember I remember talking to my sister about it afterwards being like like that was it was amazing how that just changed my mindset when i wrote down the things that i you know i really appreciated about him it changed my whole mindset towards him so like by actually writing down positive traits about your loved ones can totally mend relationships if you do it regularly enough not something you have to do every day but maybe if you you revisit it every few weeks it can be something truly like changing in your relationship and not just your romantic relationships. Like, you know, if you're having a tough time with your kids or with your parents or with a sibling or with a friend, uh, try writing out some of their positive traits. And it can it can make forgiveness and moving past things that little bit easier and um, it can be hugely helpful. Number seven, getting So I talked a bit about this already, getting the negative down, writing your feelings. Um, so what I'd say with this is, yeah, just get the shit out. If you've got lots of shit in your head, um, in your heart, just get it out. Get it onto paper. You, it will take that weight off to begin with. And um, what I'd say in relation to this then is to stop swimming against the tide. So so many of us are swimming against the tide in life, just trying to make things perfect and not accept things, no matter how bad they might be. Um, what I would say is that if it's something that's out of our control. We have to get to the point of surrender where we accept the present situation. So you have to accept when I say accept the present situation, accept before you take action your next action accept it feel your feelings accept your feelings stop trying to not feel grief stop trying to not feel stressed stop trying to not you know there's so much especially in this instagram life of trying to portray positive all the time and to be perfect all the time it you know positive all the time doesn't exist life is hard there are always going to be ups and downs and when you're in the downs feel it don't feel guilty for feeling it don't put a time limit on it accept the, the present situation it is what it is get that weight off your chest and as you do you will avenge as you start to heal so this it could be obviously depending on your situation that you might need to talk to someone i think everybody should talk to someone uh, everyone should go to therapy at some stage probably several stages of their lives like it made a huge difference to my life back in my 20s so i'd highly recommend that but just and because a lot of this is done in therapy as well but just actually allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel before you start moving forward. And in relation to grief, like I'm not a, a grief expert, so I'm not going to go too much into it, but that, you you know, eventually when you do move forward, you're bringing the person with you on the next part of your journey, but also just not pushing yourself when you're not ready, What, you're, whatever you're healing from, whether it be a mental health issue, a circumstantial issue, whether it's relationship, whether it is grief or loss, whatever it is, whether, or whether it's just general life stress, feel it, get it down and move forward when you're ready after getting that perspective. So that journaling can just be so, and it's so personal to you. It's not, it's not anything you ever have to show to anyone. So you can be completely honest. Um, number eight, okay. Last suggestion then is mantras or affirmations. So these are sayings that you say to yourself to help build up your belief in something. Okay. So you probably pick something that you, you're not particularly confident confident in, or you don't particularly believe about yourself. But if you say it to yourself over and over again, every day, it's something you're, feeding it to your subconscious mind. And eventually you're helping to actually grow that inside you, which is a fantastic way to, to start making changes in your habits, in your mindset and in your life, basically in general. So if, I'll give you some examples, but like it can be. So basically you want to think of some somewhere in your life that you're a bit wobbly about, that you're not sure that you that you don't have the self belief in. And that's where you're going to build a mantra. So you always make your mantra in the present moment. So you're trying to feel it when you're saying it or when you're writing it. So you can write it out again and again. You can say it to yourself when you're getting ready in the morning then. And you say, I want you to kind of imagine it and feel it as you're saying it. So some examples are, I am confident in work and people value me. Another one, money flows easily into my life and I always have enough. Another one, I am worthy of manifesting the life of my dreams last suggestion, the last suggestion. Um, I important. I am. Sorry, I don't know why I can't speak today. <laughs> I am important and I deserve to look after myself, be healthy and be happy. So something along the lines of this, whatever it is that you feel like that you need to a bit more of a push to believe in yourself, that's what you're going to base your, your mantras and your affirmations around. So there's some suggestions there. You don't have to take any of those suggestions. You can journal about whatever you want or maybe there's just one of them that really sticks with you that you're like, oh, I could do that. Start there like it really doesn't matter. Just start journaling and really enjoy the difference that it's actually going to make to your mood, to your mindset and in like the long term to your life as well. So as I said, start wherever and just commit to even commit to a minute a day to start with. And, you know, you might find that's something that something you start to really enjoy. And you might want to assign more time to to do it. You can even like, you know, make put it in as part of like, you know, if you're having a nice bath time ritual that, you know, get a bit of journaling done, get into the bath, listen to a podcast, whatever it is, and just have a little bit of switch off time. Put it in with your self-care. Uh, totally up to you. Or maybe if you do a bit of yoga, you'll journal after your yoga session or something like that. There's so many ways to do it, but it doesn't have to be overly complicated and they are all just suggestions and totally up to you. And it obviously depends on what stage of life you're at, what is going on in your life at the minute and how difficult things are, how easy things are Uh, totally up to you where you want to start. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Sometimes it might only be a sentence, but by making it a daily habit, it really can be life changing. Um, So I hope um, that you found some value in this um, episode about journaling. Um, And as always, if you enjoyed the episode, please do um, share it on your stories, tag me in it and share it with your friends, send it on to anyone, to your WhatsApp groups or whatever, and um, spread the word about the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And again, if you want to contact me in relation to my Nourish, Move and Shine program, or my one-to-one online coaching, or just if you want to ask me any questions, I'm always happy to help about anything anyway. Please do connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at Kate Hamilton Health, or by email KateHamiltonHealth at gmail.com. And I'll catch you all next week.